1: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl Family.
3: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, I'm Pete Allison, and uh, this is my friend Dave Cribb. Hello. That was nice. I enjoyed it. I called you my friend there. I thought that would be welcoming.
0: Um, Pete, just before we started, said uh, he felt, I'd say, what self-conscious about introducing the podcast, because I intro-shamed you last week and yeah. said that you yeah. say the same thing every week, which you do. And that's fine. But, you know, there's not very many ways to say hello, hello, <laughs> between two people that just talk every week on a podcast, is there? So,
3: no, I just, I just added in that you're my friend, because, you know, that makes us seem, you know, January.
2: closer,
0: I think. Yeah, the yeah. voice you can hear, by the way. Well. By the well. Uh, by the well. <laughs> I meant
2: to wait for my intro, Shame? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You always wait for your intro.
2: I have you, to wait. Shit, sorry. You, you've done okay, stuff I'll, before, haven't you? I'll shush. I'll be quiet.
0: I mean, she, so this is the the presenter and DJ Arielle Free. You can tell she's a presenter because she won't wait to be introduced; she just starts talking <laughs> before anybody's even said that she's here. Oh,
2: my school report says she talks too much, and here I am making a career out of it. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Is that what it said? Really, every every single school report. Ariel's very studious, but she talks too much in class. Ariel could be better if she stopped talking too much in class.
0: Oh, that is fair. To be fair, I mean, here I am it's now, perfect teachers. career for you. And you do not have to be studious anymore. So don't
2: have to be studious. Don't even need to be intelligent to be honest just need to have variable diarrhoea which is essentially what I have every day 24-7 I, I wonder
0: if me uh, if
3: me and you Pete just stop talking for,
0: <laughs> what would happen I think you'd just
3: still going
2: I would still start going I'm like let's talk about Phoebe's uterus
0: <laughs>
3: do you feel like you've proven your teachers wrong because you've made a career out of the thing that they identified as your issue
2: 100% and I make every interview opportunity I make sure that I mention that <laughs> and I mention like so it's like just so kids know who like they're constantly berated for like just having a skill of talking it's a skill guys it's yeah. a skill that you can make it money counts. from after a certain amount of years
0: after a lot of years of working for no money <laughs> you can then make some money
2: they will still won't get you a mortgage <laughs> have you
0: uh, have you seen any of your teachers do you have you ever been back to your school
2: no, so I was meant to go back in a school visit to my primary school, but they couldn't fit me in my actual primary school. So they sent me to the one next door, which is our rival school. What? It doesn't make any sense. But funnily enough, I just got in, I got contacted by my high school. He went, hey, Ariel, we forgot all about you.
0: Are you the most famous person from your high school?
2: Um, I went to dance school. So it depends because if you like idolise ballerinas, then no. Okay. Um,
3: As me and Pete do.
0: Obviously.
2: <laughs>
3: You saying about having to go back to school I mm-hmm. went back to my school To present people with their GCSE certificates But when I was <gasps> in year 11 I was given my GCSE certificates By now England manager Gareth Southgate And I feel like Shut progressively up. Over the years They really downgraded quite a bit <laughs> To get to me like That's oh, a mate. real, real difference Friends
2: fan? massive Friends fan yeah. do you know what's great about this podcast is because Friends is always something that's been in my life right and then you get like stuck into a box set and then you forget about it and it goes away and then we talked about doing this podcast and I was like oh I'm going to go back and watch and um I just got immersed and it was like, I was having a really moody Sunday, shall we call it, yeah. and it just instantly picked me up and I had the nicest night's sleep because I'd had like three episodes back to back of just sheer joy. And it's interesting because you see in the news the other day, they said that the most watched box set by yeah. any 18 to 25-year-old is still Friends, That's even though most of them weren't born when it started. I know,
0: it's so weird, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's just like, it doesn't it doesn't age, does it?
0: No, and it's, uh, and it's, it's constantly on television anyway, so it's still yeah. on like, Comedy Central and Channel 5 now, so like, you can't get away from it. But yeah, it's still the most popular thing yeah and therefore i mean you know i don't want to say we're cynical pete but we basically chose the broadest possible subject for this yeah podcast real to appeal, appeal to the, appeal to the widest yeah. possible demographic and it's
2: interesting though how young people are watching my sister yeah. is only 23 and she is obsessed with it. it's like her go-to show that she'll just put on a tv when she's home
0: she's 23 yeah see that's she's so, not watching that's youtube so young. or anything so it's not been on tv now for what 14 years mm. So she was like Because for
2: me, it was a Friday, it was a Friday night thing. Yeah. You came home from school. It was on a Friday night, wasn't it? On Channel right now, 4. Channel 4, yeah. Um, and you were waiting for the new episodes each week. You know, I remember those times when you actually watch weekly TV, like yeah. at home, like on a schedule. Right. Um, but yeah, and that, so it's kind of really, it really sticks out as a, a, a time in my life. In high school, funnily enough. Um, high school and primary school, it was just always there. Yeah, and, and it was,
0: because did, I, so I didn't have Sky when I was a kid, no, right? No, I didn't. And I used to be on Sky on Thursday night.
2: Ah. So like some kids are
0: coming to school on a Friday. It was a real...
2: Social I didn't know divider, that. yeah. We I mean, didn't have sky in Glasgow. I was gonna say, no,
0: you didn't know that nobody in your school <laughs> had sky. <laughs>
2: if they did, they had those like one of those illegal like, satellite dishes yeah. and they'd <laughs> stuck on the wall themselves and they like try to get it.
0: Um, but yeah, it was on, on a Thursday night, and then everyone would come in and talk about it, and I'd be like, no, no, blah, 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 blah.
2: Who's was your favorite character?
0: Ah, uh, we've discussed this before, Chandler. Is probably my overall
2: favourite,
0: mm. uh, but he does get a bit bums towards the end. Mm. Like the more sort of settled
3: and happy he gets, the less funny he is.
0: Do yes, you?
2: very true.
3: He, yours is Ross, right? Yeah, but kind of like late Ross. Ross, not early Ross. I like Ross when he becomes a bit more sort of hysterical from series yeah. four
0: five onwards. <laughs>
2: when he becomes manic. Yeah, pretty much.
3: Manic
0: and therefore more funny. Who's yours?
2: Um, well, I used to obviously always love Jennifer, um, aka Rachel, because everyone just Jennifer, wanted to look- lick-
0: Jennifer, first
2: name terms. <laughs> Jennifer, obviously. Because um, every girl at my age just wanted to look like right. Rachel, right? And you wanted to get the Rachel haircut and all that stuff. But then people used to say to me that I was like Monica, and it used to really piss me off, because I'd be like, oh, I don't want to look like Monica, be like Monica, but I am quite erratic in that sense sometimes. I'm not a clean freak, although I do like cleaning stuff. Um, <laughs> but it used to really annoy me, because I always wanted to be like the sexy Rachel of the group, but I definitely wasn't. Um, I tie between Ross and I do like later Rachel.
0: Later Rachel? Yeah. Okay.
2: I had my favourite thing that came out of Friends is Rachel and Joey.
0: Your favourite? Yeah. Oh I was God. rooting for
2: that. You're, I was rooting for that.
0: You're throwing all sorts of controversial opinions. Well, because
2: out. I just never really enjoyed the her and Ross thing. Like, I just felt like it just like got strung out, and it was always back and forth. And oh, here we are again. But when like Rachel and Joey, I was like, no way, this is never
0: happening. It, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where it was a bit of a shame, and but they had to, they just had to end it with Ross and Rachel getting together, right? Spoiler: yeah. If you haven't watched the end, Oops. sorry, sorry, guys. Oopsie. If you if you're watching this episode by episode for the first time, along with this podcast, a it's going to make absolutely shit all sense because we're. I'm watching them in a completely random order uh, but yeah but, so I guess it, they had to sort of do it because it had been 10 years
2: but,
3: but it, it felt like a bit
0: of a I
2: felt like the finale hmm. was a massive letdown yeah it all
3: the, the last in the end it's all just very neat and tidy and oh look how yeah. lovely that's and happy is. they're all going to be and there's oh, a slight so lack nice. of yeah it's just all a bit
0: too neat isn't it it is very neat but I do remember watching it at the time like, like live. But like, people did just want that, didn't they? They just wanted it to yeah, be an end well. Yeah. You couldn't end on a mad clip. Like one of them couldn't just die.
2: I mean, why not? That would have been amazing. That would have been great. I actually, does, any, does anyone else come on this podcast and say that they really like the Joey spin-off? Because I loved the Joey spin-off.
0: <laughs> I had the Joey spin-off on I DVD. I had the Joey
2: spin-off. We've talked about it
0: uh, actually in the last three episodes we've recorded. We've talked about Joey now, haven't we? Pete? I just
3: love it. What did we conclude about Joey? That it did one and a bit series, and then it got cancelled at the like midway through a second series. Is that what happened?
0: I think so. Yeah, I think it got canned. I can't remember if it was after the first series or if they started a second series. But yeah, I remember it sort of. I don't. I can't remember any of the characters' names.
2: I remember his landlady was like the mental old lady who basically was essentially just like his agent, wasn't it?
0: Just like a style, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was like the young hot girl, yeah and then like but I the wanna,
2: balcony so that setting the, the terrace outside the, terrace, the flat yeah, yeah was used in something else so i think it's like not Two and a is half minutes, it? and it is something else. So I, when it popped up, I was like, "Oh, that's the set from Joey." So they've obviously like <laughs> spent their money and having to like recycle it for other productions. <laughs>
0: that's so funny. That is so funny. Oh, I want to know now. No,
2: no, I will need to Google it.
0: Google. To, well, this is what we do on this podcast, Ariel. We don't Google. wait and Google later. We're going to Google right well, now. It's, oh,
2: I think it's Two and a Half Men. Is that the one with Charlie Sheen?
0: Yeah, I've never watched an episode of Two and a Half. And
2: no, I haven't either, and I'm proud to say I've never watched an episode of Kardashians. And people actually were like flabbergasted when I said this the other day.
3: I don't think I ever actually watched Joey. I think like I heard such bad things about it that I never really gave it a go.
2: So it actually went on from 2004 to 2006. Lol. Joey. Yeah. Oh, uh that's... why did it get cancelled? Um uh, Matt LeBlanc became increasingly frustrated with shooting. Uh Joey. Did he? As he felt his lovable character was emasculated in the show. So I mean you can't Actually make... it was him that took it off air. Oh
0: yeah, he is I'd say the most Crucial bit of it, isn't he? In many ways, yeah, very hard to <laughs> Did make. Did Joey it. end Joey, up alone with Joey? Alex, that was his neighbour. That girl was called Alex. Okay. Oh, his sister was in it as well, Gina Tribbiani.
2: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say what the set is. Oh, his was it, was his
0: landlord. Oh no, it was his agent.
2: Was it his agent that lived there?
0: No, no, no. So he, his new agent was was Stifler's mum.
2: Ah. Oh yeah. Ah, yes Do you remember yeah She pops up everywhere
0: She pops up I everywhere I watched
2: American Pie The Wedding the other day
0: Gentle, Strange ones are picked at, No it was just on them. TV
2: And I was like Actually this is quite good It was like kind of That weird lull Between Christmas and New Year's And I was like This is quite a good film So I watched it And it's really funny
0: It's really, like, comforting to watch it, isn't it? Yeah. I
2: actually probably was more satisfied by the finale of American Pie than I was Friends. (laughs) Well,
0: there you go. Controversial opinion number two. Um, Right, let's talk about your episode. Which episode did you pick and and, and why?
2: Well, I didn't actually know that the title of this one was called The One with Phoebe's Uterus, but um, it makes sense, obviously, when you go back and watch it. But the reason I chose this episode is because as a young girl growing up, Um, a scene that always stuck in my mind uh, from Friends was the scene in which... Monica tries to explain to Chandler the seven points of the body that can turn on a woman. Yeah. And I just remember her being like, A one, a one, two, three, a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then also like basically when Len Goodman came into our lives and started like shouting seven, it always popped into my head, seven. And then Monica going, Seven,
0: seven <laughs> Is that what remi- seven! that re- so that re- watching strictly reminds you of the scene <laughs> of basically Courtney yeah. Cox getting off in Friends?
2: <laughs> it used to just I couldn't remember for ages why I was already like seven is my lucky number, so maybe it's got something to do with that. <laughs> um, um but yeah, I remember when Len Gibman was like, seven, I was like, isn't that what Monica screams and she's basically having an orgasm? But the best thing about that scene is Rachel's face throughout the whole of it yeah. because she starts off kind of like hmm, not so bothered and then she kind of gets into it and then she's like basically alongside Monica and they're like ascension to like climax or what else shall we say but yet nothing is said no. and it was the perfect way to introduce something like that to myself an audience a young audience without actually shouting she's having an orgasm <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so like it was me. For me, it was totally educational, but also one of those things that stuck a moment because them two together, you really felt that Monica and Rachel were in it to, on themselves, and then like Chandler's face throughout the entire thing is hilarious.
0: Was it educational in the sense that did you then go away and like try and seven like, points? No, well, no, yeah. no, but no, not try that was, Imagine that was a question I was going to ask.
2: Can I just say for the record,
0: what I meant was like, did you go and like research?
2: Well, what, what she was talking about frustrating it's very
0: vague isn't it it's I mean? very like, vague yeah. so this is
2: the thing and actually I remember at the time thinking what areas is she talking right. about you never know <laughs> yeah. so she doesn't say so remember the, there was this thing in my school where everyone talked about like if you tickled the back of someone's knee or like the t- is it the top of someone's knee and yeah, yeah,
0: was, yeah yeah yeah
2: you do um, have the- and I was like that's definitely one of, one of the seven right. <laughs> <It> must be <laughs> So, like, is that thing of, like something that constantly, like, came out? Like, you do think, what are the seven points? 100%. Even to this day, I wonder if we could write to the writers and be like, can you confirm what the seven points are? Well, yeah,
0: because I remember watching it as a as a young boy and being like, right, it's the seven. Yeah, seven? yeah. Like, where are the seven?
2: But it's it's funny because like, and it's just that thing of like they say everything else and then also she's scrolling on a notepad where I would be like, this is one and this is two and With then you go diagram, one two three yeah. yeah, but there's no diagram on the the notepad you never see it so you don't even know what she's pointing to. No.
3: I think we all know what seven is. Seven is quite clear, but I'd say the <laughs> other six are quite bewildering especially to a man of my interest well yeah so so
0: yeah this is true we've got all the perspectives now so we've got so so when you watched it pete i presume it really held no interest because you were like i don't i I will never need to know this information
2: it could be universal surely
3: it just it just seemed even more bewildering than it was already but, um, (laughs) but hang on hang on are we able to identify what we think those seven things are? Seven being obvious and therefore being ticked off. Right, well, this is what I was
0: thinking when I was thinking about this podcast today.
2: We know that one of them is toes. No, no, one of
0: them isn't toes. Oh,
2: I thought that's what Rachel said. Rachel
0: adds that in. She adds that in. Yeah, she adds it in as if to be like, oh, oh toes. And, yeah, exactly. So she oh. says toes and then she does that brilliant, like, where she goes for some people.
2: Yeah. But I just I, assumed that was still like one of the numbers, no?
0: No, I can only assume that wasn't one because she was like, oh, don't forget toes, basically.
2: Oh, I thought that was her just reminding one of no, to include it. Because no. ah. that
0: was after she's drawn the diagram and they're, they're, they're all looking at the diagram. Yeah.
2: So what do we th- We're going to go through the seven. We, we know what seven is. Well, we know what seven is. That's the Holy Grail. Yeah. We'll <laughs> call it the Holy Grail. <laughs> um, I would say one and two has to be something to do with like finger or neck or something like that. Like if you lick someone's finger, is yeah. that weird? Finger? I don't know. If
0: you lick someone's finger, no, but like lips must be one of them, right? Because that's like your basic.
2: Yeah, that's true. So
0: like, if you start with, I imagine lips was one, and you know seven was seven. So
3: <laughs> then you sort of
2: everywhere in between,
3: right? Then we don't know whether they're counting things as pairs. So it's like, hey, it, it, pairs it are is, interesting. Is, is a pair or is is separate? Like there could be so many more.
2: There's a list that confirms it.
3: You found a Google, you found a list on Google.
0: Yeah. as in specifically. What are the, the
2: seven f- points in Friends that Monica teaches us about? When um, in Friends that you hear our women to make the sweetest moans ever.
0: You're gonna learn so much, Pete.
2: <laughs> number one, I said it. Ears.
0: It, number one is ears.
2: Yeah, touch of ears. Okay. Apparently, number two is lips, which makes sense. Yep. I would have thought neck would have been before lips, but neck is yeah. number three. The number four is the breasticles.
0: So, but uh, four is both breasts.
2: Which well, says breasts yeah, <laughs> plurally. So yeah. I imagine. Well, that's yeah. what I
0: always wondered. is if you know is is four and five?
2: But wait a minute, because then it says number five is butt, and I don't know if I'd agree with that. I think butt would come before breasts. I mean, is you this a of when, when,
0: when you say before, <laughs> what do you mean? Chronologically, or sort of like
2: what well, isn't it meant to be like be in ascension? Shall we say? Oh, oh, in a sense of, of... Well, it's meant to be the most sensitive sense, part of yeah. the woman's body. I would say my boobs are much more sensitive than my bum. Yeah, like, uh, your bum
3: isn't particularly, like, um, sensitive, I don't think. Like, if someone... I don't know. I, I was I was about to go down a route I didn't need to go down, but let's... Um, I think
0: I speak for the nation, Pete, when I say we'd like you to go down that route.
3: I mean, what I was going to say, if someone grabs your ass like mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily feel that good like right. it's just it's obviously if invited like a an obvious sexual thing but it doesn't like feel that good it's just like grabbing
2: yeah i'd say that
3: butts
0: are good to look at aren't they but they're not particularly sensitive in that <laughs> same way it. yeah
2: um i would agree that i think boobs should be before butts
0: okay so we've got up to butt
2: so we have got one left before the holy grail what do you think it is so, it, so far we've had ears, lips, neck, breasts, butt, and there's one more before. the. Can I ask real. one question? Mm-hmm.
0: Is it above or below seven? <laughs> As you look at the human body. I
2: think that's too much of a giveaway. Is it? Okay. So,
0: below. Thighs?
2: Yes. Size. Perfect, I know my In women. thighs is number six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I Not mean, I, I feel ashamed. <laughs> I've been schooled there, Pete. Well done. Um, okay, thighs. Sure.
2: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, that does make sense.
2: Um, but it's funny because it's also the part of like the series where you realise that Monica's definitely been having plastic surgery. Like, she's definitely, there's around that time, which is what I thought was quite early. I thought it was later on in the series that she gets plastic surgery. Season
3: four, this is, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Mm. So when she gets what? what years, like,
3: Courtney Cox has something done?
2: Yeah, okay. you can see that her face has changed. Okay.
0: Uh, in what respect because I'll be honest I literally have never noticed
2: looks like she's had a facelift now like, you
3: mention it like she does look almost entirely different at the end of the series to how she does at the start oh yeah yeah,
2: yeah. so that's obviously when it all started but not that's an issue she can do what she wants but it was interesting because I always thought she had it when she had the long straight poker like poker hair like Demi Moore but actually right. she, she's got the shorter hair in this um, but I suppose along this is the genius of like Friends isn't it is that alongside this like really hilarious like trying to teach Chandler like the seven points of the body you've actually got quite a serious topic in which Phoebe's been asked to basically be a surrogate mother to her brother, which is a weird situation.
0: The, the whole episode's quite mad, isn't it? There's yeah. like there's three very different plot lines. This is a, can I just say, this is a really good episode. I
2: know you just say that. Yeah. I like, yes. Great.
0: And it's a real lottery when people choose their favourite episodes because <laughs> sometimes, because the thing is, like you said earlier, you went, I didn't know it was called the one with the uterus. Yeah. Because people don't re- always remember the, the other, there's always like three plot lines. Yeah. And people don't always remember the other two. So they go, oh, it's the one with the sex scene. Yeah. And then they go, oh, the rest of this is shit, isn't it? <laughs>
2: well, I never I forgot that it was the one where Phoebe gets a puppy.
0: Phoebe gets a puppy. Phoebe Quite agrees cruel. to. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, so um, let's well, let's work our way through it, shall we? Um, I'm going to do the thing where you where I sum up the episode. Pete, I'll just do this at the start of the. I'll say the start of the podcast. I mean, we at least in.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll splice this in a bit earlier. So this is the one with Phoebe's uterus. It's season four, episode eleven. Uh, here's what happens if you haven't seen it recently. Monica and Rachel offer Chandler some advice when he wants to improve his performance in the bedroom with Kathy. Ross lands Joey a job as a tour guide at his museum, but Joey is disappointed that. Ross won't sit with him in the lunchroom, and Phoebe has a huge decision to make when she learns that her brother Frank and his wife Alice want to carry their baby. Mm -hmm. So, that's you know, I mean, this attacks some big subjects. We got surrogacy, we got adoption, we've got segregation in the lunch place and uh, erogenous zones
2: that is amazing as well that Joey actually manages to get a job in the museum in the first place
0: well this sort of carries on the trend that we've talked about before on this podcast of Joey is completely not qualified to do anything even the acting jobs he gets are (laughs) like it's inexplicable as to why he gets them because he's a terrible actor yeah so he just lands himself in all these sort of strange jobs all the time Let's start with the sex scene and and the Kathy plotline because there's a few things in this which are strange. So this leads up from the fact that Chandler is scared to have sex with Kathy, right?
2: Yes, because she's heard Kathy in bed with Joey already. Which...
3: Is mad, Already right? really weird. Yeah, that is horrible.
0: Imagine you've heard your girlfriend having sex with your best friend it's, multiple times before.
2: It's really that whole thing because I have mates who will happily get with mates, like exes or whatnot, and it's not an issue. Right. I've always steered clear from that because I just think you're asking for trouble.
3: There's also a difference here because it's not as if she's just somebody that Joey's had a one-night stand with. She's somebody who Joey actually really likes which is quite rare for him Yeah. so it's even more weird because he does actually really like her and then she's with Chandler so it's not like a one night thing and then she meets Chandler it's it's more than that
2: but also it happens a lot in Friends they swap partners like there's no tomorrow
3: I mean yeah it's <laughs> 10 years
0: of them and there's only about 8 people to have sex with so you know they're about to work their way through a lot of people but does
2: anyone ever s- sleep with a naked man
0: ugly naked guy no, yeah.
2: no. oh that's a shame that's really? an episode right there surely <laughs>
0: well, there we go the one
2: where Phoebe gets an ugly naked man
0: imagine the long awaited friends reunion that we've all been waiting for for 15 years <gasps> was just that and the plot line revolved around one of them having sex with the ugly naked guy
2: <laughs> oh, but yeah it finally gets his I
0: just think it's strange that Chandler is now Dating this girl, having her have sex with his best friend like multiple times through a very thin wall in their apartment.
2: I mean, it's that thing though, like, it's very relatable because having like being a student and whatnot, you do like live in a house share where you clearly hear your mates having sex all the time. Yeah. But yeah, the whole like sharing of, I don't, I don't know. I think it's quite a believable line that he like doesn't think he can like pleasure as much as Joey, because let's be honest, we all think Joey's going to be badass in bed. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's hilarious that it's Monica that teaches him. Because essentially, obviously, they then go on to be a couple, don't they? So.
0: Yeah, well, because he credits her later for, uh, like, making her making him good at sex, basically, in a later episode. So there's, there's like, a referral back to oh. this like much, much later when they are together. But, yeah, it is very strange when you fast forward.
2: Like, did they know at that point that they were going to get...
0: I don't know. It's hard to know, because, like, when we were watching it as kids, we weren't really thinking, like, Ooh, no. what, what do the writers know? What are they plotting it out? Yeah. But uh, from what I've sort of, like, picked up along the way, I feel like... They didn't think it was going to run this long. <laughs> so the Ross and Rachel thing, they were like, well, we've, we've got them together after like two seasons. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. they were like, wait, Ross and Rachel. And then they were like, oh. so Ross and Rachel basically had to split up because it's like, well, this could go on for another eight years. We can't, yeah. we can't just, that And can't no one wants to
2: see that, do they? Right,
0: exactly. So they had to break them up. They had to put in loads of drama. And then I think from about season four or five onwards, they were just guessing I mean, they were literally just guessing. What if Ross goes and marries an English girl in London? Sure,
2: why not? I hated her, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah, worst character ever. Yeah, Yeah,
2: worst character ever. And just like, that was the one part of the series that made me angry. Like, Friends isn't meant to make you angry, but like when she used to turn out and be like, I'll get lost!
0: It was real sad because she was one of the very rare British uh, characters in Friends.
3: Her accent really jars in it as well, doesn't it? She just doesn't seem like she's even acting particularly well, which I'm sure she is. It's just a weird mix of her in that circle of
0: friends that's
2: why she's never worked again <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's two things I want to pick up one um, on this storyline so this happens Monica gives him the lecture yeah, mm. he goes away then at the end right after the credits Kathy comes in and thanks Monica
2: yeah I didn't see that
0: yeah that's the very last thing after, oh. the, after the credits happen Monica and Rachel are sitting at the kitchen table and Kathy runs in, clearly having just had sex, and goes, Thank you, thank you so much.
2: Oh my gosh, that didn't happen. I watched it on Netflix, so I didn't see that part. The last I saw was Phoebe walking out of the, the flat.
0: That is weird, isn't it?
2: Maybe I didn't. Maybe do did they show the credits bit? Yeah. I, it, yeah.
0: I, I, watched it on I obviously just,
2: yesterday. Oh gosh, okay. so was, <laughs>
0: No, but I mean, I did I just, my
2: research.
0: That was another thing that I thought was weird because imagine that. So they've always had sex once and it was fine. They've always had sex again and it was like mind blowing for Kathy. If I was Chandler, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I just got my mate Monica to tell me how to pleasure you. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel that would be such a weird conversation to have. i just got my female friend to tell Thank me you to Thank you very do. much yeah, for yeah. the seven
2: points, and yeah. now you know exactly where I've been touched. Um, I don't find that weird. I find that hilarious.
0: Yeah, it's funny, but it's just a bit odd.
2: there are things that you meet like share with you, and you're like, what? Really? Oh, that's well fit. Like, girls talk about stuff like that all the time. No,
0: but I, I agree. Girls, mm-hmm. but this is the other way around. Like, as a boy... Yeah, I'd find it if I like you
2: and run in and high five. I just had, had really mean...
0: good sex with a new <laughs> like, a new girlfriend, and she was like, "Man, you're good at that." I'd be like, "Do you <laughs> know what? Can't take any credit. I asked my." Girl, mate, um, <laughs> she just tell me
2: what to do. Yeah, but that's like a male pride thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, girls are like, yes, yeah. I've learned something and I am badass. It
0: is a stupid male pride well, thing.
2: Well, that's, that's what I
3: was going to say, because the nice thing about this plot line and one of the reasons why this episode stands out so much is that initially, well, like the men in Friends talk about sex a lot. And the nice thing about this episode is this goes from it being about Chandler talking about sex and his problems in the bedroom. And then that story is Almost like done for Chandler, there, and it becomes about the women and their attitude to sex and what they yeah. enjoy and then at the end that whole plot line just becomes about Monica basically because this is probably one of Monica's best scenes in all of Friends so Chandler yeah. sort of sets it up with quite a typical cliche man talking about sex thing and then it goes somewhere completely different and that's why it stands out I think
2: I agree with that and also I think for me as a young girl watching it it was the first time I'd really apart like you knew about Sex in the City but I didn't watch it because it was on like really late and whatnot yeah but, like it was one of those things it was like ooh women enjoying sex and right. yeah, Woo! Well, that was kind mean- of the
0: whole thing with like, the very first episode of Friends is when Monica's just like, had that one night stand with Paul the wine guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, but that was like, quite revolutionary at the time. To yeah. basically just show women acting like- Men. Men, stereotypically, yeah, yeah. that had been on TV before and yeah. just being like, yeah, we sleep around, that's but fine, But not being
2: kind of like, um, not, well, not a slut shamed. what's the word well, not judging, yeah, 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 not, not being judgy. judged for it, 100%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that,
0: that, that was it, they were just acting- they were all acting in the same way, and it didn't really matter what your gender was. You could go out and do what you want, and that was kind of, yeah. yeah. But that, that's sort of a, a move on from this, isn't it, four years later. Um, that scene, the act, the famous scene, uh-huh. there is um, an extended version of it. Are you aware of this? No! Yeah, it was on some, maybe some the first DVD release or something, but or, or maybe it's just in outtakes that I've seen it, but um, at the end of that, where it cuts away, after uh-huh. Monica's done 777, in the extended scene... Basically, Monica and Rachel, they basically all go into a different room to...
2: Shout seven? No, not... To,
0: yeah, yeah, to shout <laughs> seven, yeah. So Monica and Rachel both
3: sort of re- retire to the bedrooms and Chandler goes into
2: the bathroom. Uh, amazing. Yeah. There are a
3: couple of things in this episode that I don't remember seeing on the... It's a classic. It wasn't in the E4 edit situation. Yeah. But one of them is in this scene and it's where... Chandler says, Rachel compares Seven to Disney World or something. Like, oh, yeah, I, I can't yeah. remember quite what the context is. But then Chandler makes some comment about, well, if Disney World had a bit more of Seven involved, then. If it was anything like Seven, yeah, yeah exactly. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember having <laughs> seen that bit before. See, I'm still learning.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela and podcast. podcast. It's
1: a family one. Oh, my
0: God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation,
1: we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How do you get 30 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, you get 20, 20, you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So
0: give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
0: Right, so that's the memorable scene. Mm-hmm. That's the memorable plot line. Mm. Then we've got two others. We've got Joey at the museum. And we've got <laughs> Phoebe, Frank and Alice. Which one do you want to start with?
2: Joey at the museum, we have to talk about. It. It's <laughs> such a school thing, isn't it? It's like you've seen every teen drama ever. But like, again, totally relatable and hilarious. And like, actually makes Ross look like... you Because you when he first walks in, so let's set the scene. Joey's sitting at the table with the blue coats and the white coats here, at the doctors, which is part of like Ross's group. Scientists. Um Scientists, sorry. It's not a hospital. It's not (laughs) a hospital. They're they're wearing white coats, okay? They all wear the same thing. Um, (laughs) um, He's convinced that Ross is going to come in and sit at his table with blue coats, and then he doesn't. Right, And then he is, like, mortified. And actually, what's really amazing is actually seeing Joey have the moral high ground over, like, Ross. Yeah. One of the only times, right, the whole thing. And then, yeah, Ross, like, finally turns around. And I think it's a really lovely scene because Ross can be a bit of a Wally sometimes, but that is, like... That is him being next level like douchebag, isn't he?
0: Yeah. But in fairness to him, he does turn it around. I think he just gets caught in it. We've all been there. You're like, I don't know what to do. Tradition
3: is how it's always been. Yeah. For once, he kind of recognises that he's been a bit of a dick and tries to do something about it, doesn't it?
0: What I would say is, he should have thought this through. He knows they all sit separately, and he's got his mate a job there. Like, you would be like, oh my days, lunchtime is going to be awkward.
2: I would just use the excuse, like, oh, you've got egg mayonnaise sandwiches. Oh no, we don't want to sit next to people with egg mayonnaise sandwiches, sorry.
0: Just a smell-based thing. It's
2: just a smell-based thing. That was me, I loved egg mayonnaise sandwiches at <laughs> I had to sit on the bench in the assembly hall rather than in the canteen. You had to sit
0: on a bench
3: completely
2: separately? Yeah, because I, I brought my own lunch, and everyone else like had free school dinners, and uh, <laughs> I loved egg when well, you got
3: separated on that
2: basis? Yeah, if you had brought your lunch, you'd sit in the same while and sit on the bench. But oh. if you had hot dinners, you got to sit in the canteen. I always had egg mini sandwiches, so no one would sit next to me. <laughs> oh,
0: mate, you're painting such a sad uh, no, picture No, but I loved home. egg mini
2: sandwich. I was like, hey, do you know what? If you're like my egg mayonnaise sandwich, you sit over there. <laughs> I am quite happy on my own, thank you very much. Um And I still, to this day... Absolutely love an egg mayonnaise sandwich. So good, aren't they? Oh, mate. With a wee bit of cress and loads of salt and pepper. Um,
0: Joey doing the tour around the museums. Brilliant. Really funny. It's like Brilliant. It's, it's like one of those episodes where you see him in a terrible play, but this is him in a terrible play, actually trying to do a job, and he doesn't know his lines. He can't say any word apart from Jurassic.
2: No, but it's great because then, like, when Ross gets, he waves to the kids and he gets out a cigarette and, like, does this magic trick with a cigarette. It's like, it's what so are
0: you weird, doing? It's yeah, so yeah. weird. So the kids are having a tour, and Joey sort of knocks on the a Glass, which like it, it just everything about that scene was weird because it's like you're just what is Ross doing, just playing around with the display.
2: Also, he like he, uh, Joey manages to like say words that sound like a dinosaur, but not so. When he's like Tyrannosaurus X, he's like <laughs> and it's <laughs> just, like, oh, that could actually be a dinosaur, just
0: mumbling under your yeah. breath. I don't think we like have we covered this before, Pete? I'm not sure I know really what Ross's day to day job is. He's a paleontologist, right. And he works at a museum, but I wouldn't have thought that involves him just like setting up the the, the, displays, yeah, the displays on his own. He's just in there like moving some also, dinosaurs around.
2: Surely, him being in like a confined space that's keeping these like bones alive. I was thinking it's like, surely detrimental to the bones. Right. When he goes to
3: work in the museum, he obviously has yeah. like a research job, which involves for some reason him being involved with artifacts that are on display in the museum so when joey and all those kids see him he's like in one of the displays isn't he yeah so Yeah, but what's he doing? What is he working
0: He's not
2: allowed in there.
3: We'd never see him in any other context apart from in the
0: actual displays.
2: Maybe, like, Ross is, like, some secret smuggler and what he does is he goes into the displays and just, like, slowly takes pieces of bone and then sells them in the black market (laughs) for loads of money, which is why he's always got a good leather jacket on.
0: Well, there is that episode later where he's trying to bribe Rachel's boss not to send her to Paris and he gives her, like, a dinosaur egg.
2: Ah, yes! Well, it's a
0: dinosaur egg replica. Yeah. But, yeah, he's obviously, he's above the law, is Ross. He's above the law. Stealing little replica eggs. from I his do museum. love
2: the uh, the fellow blue coat in that episode as well. The lady, oh, yeah. Rhonda. Rhonda, R- she is, is so good, amazing, so good.
0: Rhonda is also in Thirty Rock, and she's also in uh, How I Met Your Mother.
2: I haven't watched either of them.
3: She's also in Everybody Loves Raymond.
0: There's also a reference to Donald Trump in this. <gasps> there in, is. Yes. Yeah. in this bit of the plot line. So right as Joey gets the job, he walks in with his blue blazer, and he goes, "Guess what? I've got a job as." And Chandler goes. I don't know, but Donald Trump wants his yeah. blue blazer black.
2: Oh, blues. that is such a funny line. Yeah. That
3: kind of shows how long he's been at like the height of popular culture references, doesn't
0: it? This episode is great for popular culture references because <laughs> uh, did we all enjoy Chandler referencing the Sony PlayStation, the first ever PlayStation.
2: Was that the first one then? Yeah, it
0: didn't. It wasn't even oh, like it, the I PS2 didn't... or anything, was it? No. He goes, there was, there was just like a throwaway comment about, oh, it's the best gift ever. And Chandler goes better than a Sony PlayStation. PlayStation.
2: Like yeah, but I just thought that was standard because everyone had one in their homes with them. But didn't you realise it was the first ever one. That's it's the first amazing.
0: Mate. Yeah, yeah, that really dates the episode, doesn't it? Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't
2: look that dated, now, no. No. But not if four. you
0: think back to the like when the actual first PlayStation came out, That is old. That old little grey thing with the little circles on it. That's great. I mean,
2: people actually still pay money for that stuff.
0: Oh, mate, people love it. I nearly bought uh, an old Game Boy the other day.
2: Did you? Can you actually get Game Boy games for it? It works. It's very hard, isn't it?
0: There's like sort of Game Boy replicas now where the games are built in.
2: I did that with Polaroid camera and then realised it was sixteen pounds for a pack of ten.
0: It's astonishing. Oh isn't it's
2: sixteen pounds it? to get six, t- like ten the, the, film. of the films. Yeah.
0: yeah, oh, it's mad. Um, that scene where Chandler says "blue blazer black," though. Blue
2: blazer black. That
0: is so good. I'm led to believe that that is that was real.
2: What, so know. the line
0: was just blue blazer back and Matthew Perry me- messed it up oh
2: and they just kept it in and
0: they kept it in I of, love well, that everyone just reacted to it so so well
2: that kind of
3: makes sense because the whole basis of that little part of the scene doesn't really fit with the rest of Friends <laughs> no <laughs> no
0: so. and also
2: he doesn't really get out of it yeah yeah he exactly
3: there's no conclusions
0: he to that doesn't get out of it just goes, <laughs> what, what
2: are you saying what you mean yeah. yeah doesn't yeah. say anything and then that's it and they just move on whereas like, you
0: messed up yeah I love that which I imagine because when you watch it back with that knowledge you can also see all the other actors basically doing that to Matthew Perry because I bet he is basically the same as Chandler, isn't he? So like, ah, you messed up, you stupid little jokes, Matthew. Um, but yeah, so Joey gets the job and then, then there's that amazing scene where they all come together and they all sit at the middle table.
2: I'm gonna sit in the middle table! Right here!
0: And they all start doing their little confessions and then there's an amazing moment
3: where Rhonda's like, I'm Rhonda and these aren't real!
2: <laughs> yes! I'd
3: say Rhonda is possibly the best single episode character in all of friends.
2: Ooh. I was thinking that. I was wondering if she ever comes back because I can't remember seeing her in another episode. Nah. And I was like, that is such a shame because she's so strong in that episode.
0: The museum tour guys don't really play a massive part in.
2: Oh what? Friends Why not? Why didn't she turn up in the Bahamas episode?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Rhonda from the museum. Why? <laughs> Why? That's a conference, time. isn't yeah. it?
2: Science conference. I oh, mean she wouldn't be allowed because she's not a scientist. She's not a doctor. She's not a doctor. <laughs> it's not a doctor. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about Phoebe and the surrogate mother thing. Because you're right, you mentioned this earlier. This is like a heavy. Oh, you're right, mate. I just
2: popped out an earring. Oh. It's fine, we'll deal with it later.
0: Sorry, <laughs> I just literally started wandering off. Sorry. Just looking on the floor. <laughs> I've
2: lost the back of my earring.
0: That's all right, um, we'll find it at the end, shall we? Yeah,
2: we'll find it
0: at the end. Got it. We got it. Guys, don't panic, we've got the earring. Oh,
2: no, it's a spring. Oh. <laughs> it's a spring. An spring. It's not my earring. I'll find it. Um, yeah, it's a really serious storyline, but isn't it interesting that that's not what we remember from that yeah. episode?
0: The, the episode that immediately follows this is called The One with the Embryos, and it's where the embryos get implanted. But yeah. it's also the one where they play the big game and switch apartments. And that's yeah. all that anyone remembers from that yeah. episode. So this whole Phoebe surrogacy thing is like, it's a big, big old storyline, but it sort of gets buried. It's obviously because Lisa Kudrow was pregnant.
2: Yes. And they, they
0: were just like, well, Phoebe isn't going to get pregnant.
2: Never. She, but let's keep her in. But- I don't like her brother. Oh, I love him. No.
0: As a character. No,
2: I never liked him as a character. I never ticked him. I always thought he tick, 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 and never gave back. I think the
3: the way that Frank and Alice propose this all to Phoebe, it's in a way that it would make her really uncomfortable to say no. And that's why it's um that's why Under it all, like you've said, there's a serious plot, but also the way that she's sort of made to feel like she has to is quite uncomfortable as well.
0: I mean, he's a simple creature, isn't he, Frank? Yeah. Frank Jr. But he, um, yeah, you were right. When they sort of, it's a very casual way of being like, hey, so. Can we put our baby inside you? He's like, cool. Yeah. It's like, cool. Everyone, cool. I no. mean, it's
2: quite funny when he first broaches it because there's a confusion of, like, is he going to have sex? Like, she thinks he's going to want to have sex. And then that was she's the last, like, Ew! That's a Funny no. line
0: that Joey says is, yeah. Joey's like, you're seriously considering having
3: sex with your sister? That's another line I hadn't seen before. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't remember him seeing that because when he said it, it was like, Whoa, an incest joke. Like, I I don't remember that being... Well, probably not suitable for 5 o'clock on E4, but still. Yeah,
0: when I was watching this back, my girlfriend Rachel was like, that wasn't on the TV version, so she's obviously (laughs) got this, like, same as you, I've watched that on the E4 version rather than the DVDs in the past.
3: I mean, it's a funny line, it's just not in there.
0: So she goes to speak to her mum about it, and then, yeah, you're right. So there's this whole plot line now, which is a bit morally dubious, Mm. where Phoebe's mum understandably goes...
2: It's really hard to give a It's maybe. really hard to
0: give a baby. This is Phoebe's yeah. birth. Mum that really funny line where Phoebe, where Monica suggests or Rachel suggests she goes and talks to her mum. And Phoebe's like, my mum never gave birth. Yeah. But my birth mum did.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's um, brilliant.
0: And then her mum's like, yeah, it's really hard. So I'm going to give you this puppy and you're going to have it for three days and I'm going to take it off you. That's going to make you see how hard it is and she just gives her a puppy.
2: Yeah. It's quite a irresponsible, puppy th- isn't a it? A puppy that's really, first of all, taking out a cardboard box, <laughs> yeah. and then it's, like, really wriggly. And, like, actually, you can tell that they're clearly trying to do this quite serious scene and, obviously, try and keep it light-hearted as much as they can. Um, but this pug is, like, the wriggliest pug you've ever seen in your life. And, like, Phoebe's just like, rah! And I think that's another case where they must have just had to, go, like, go with it because this pug is not sitting still. It's not going to stop wriggling around. Yeah. But then it weirdly gets a bit, like, Jesus, just put the dog down. Put the dog down. Like, this is getting quite cruel. It's just like, hold it. It's like, like, clearly the dog does not want to be held by its, like, haunches right now. Do you know what I mean?
0: But they build that into the scene as well. Yeah. And he's getting distracted by this dog. I mean, yeah, you're right. That must have been a one or two take scene.
2: Also, I didn't realise pogs were relevant back then. You know, like they became a trend re- recent years.
0: Well, they probably weren't a trend, mate. They were probably just
3: a dog.
2: Yeah, yeah true. Just
3: get a dog. Might be a pug, might not be a pug. Because yeah. that scene ends with a reference to Phoebe being distracted, doesn't it? Because her birth mum says something like, I really should have given you the dog after or something. Really should have had the chat yeah. first. Like That's where the whole scene goes.
2: I reckon that came from that dog, though. Yeah. Um, I reckon they thought they could probably do that scene with like, the dog wriggling re- like ridiculous amounts. But, I mean, it's a cute dog. And then when she gives the dog back, um, or gives a dog to Frank and Alice, is like, oh, I, I don't know. I wasn't quite so like, look how happy they are. Of course yeah. I'm going to be your baby mama. And I'm like, really?
0: And then we find out that it was going to be, uh, that it was Phoebe's mum's puppy. Yes. Which, let's be honest... We should have assumed. Otherwise, she's just acquired a puppy from nowhere for this three-day experiment. Yes. Yeah, that
3: should be obvious all along, shouldn't it?
0: It was very strange. Like, Where does Phoebe think she's got the puppy from? Just like a, a puppy library, where you can just take a puppy out for three days and then pop it back when you're done.
3: Because for her birth mom to make the point about it being difficult to give something away, it must be clear to Phoebe that that is going to be the end of that whole little experiment like she's going to have to mm. give the dog back and then all of a sudden it's a surprise that she's not allowed to do whatever the fuck she likes with the dog
0: <laughs> it is I mean with in, in hindsight knowing Phoebe I wonder if Phoebe's mum should have been like just so you know this is my puppy <laughs> you, so, you like, will have to give this back just like don't take care of it and probs give it back at yeah. the end
2: Yeah. but, yeah, but just,
0: also, but also it, it feels unnecessary to say to someone I'm giving you this puppy for three days don't give it away to anyone else. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but surely the mum in that position could have been like, "Hey guys, I know that she's just giving that puppy, but actually it's mine, so I'll geese it back. Thank yeah. you very much. Done." Yeah.
0: Well, we never see the puppy again, so I, I imagine that's probably what happened. Yeah, I don't think we see the puppy with Frank and Alice again, do we? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm,
2: no, so. no. pug. So there you go. Puppy Kits went back home. Well, you don't know. It end ending. up in a bloody bat bin bag. Oh, down the river. Dark turn. You don't know. Friends after dark.
0: I'm glad we got you on this podcast, mate. Hey, let's Make
2: talk goodness. about egg, egg sandwiches and drowning puppies. Woo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, should we do the should quiz? We do the quiz, yeah. Oh, here okay,
3: we
2: go. Right,
0: attention to detail quiz, Ariel. Mm-hmm. Five things you may or may not have spotted along the way.
2: Oh, I'm rubbish at things like this. Question one: mm-hmm.
0: Opening scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when talking about giving them the gift of surrogacy, what gift would Phoebe rather give? To Frank and Alice. Is
2: this um She
0: references it, she goes, I was thinking maybe like
2: a Okay. Oh, do you not get can you not give me multiple choice? No. Oh, I was thinking maybe like a chocolate bar. PlayStation?
0: <laughs> <Wow. laughs> no, nah, it's a gravy boat
2: Ah, wow, I did not remember that at all from no. that scene at all it's Also, like- do Americans know about gravy boats? Isn't gravy like a British thing? I thought it's quite a British
3: thing It sounds like a British thing, a gravy boat, doesn't it? Yeah Especially being called a boat uh, Zero out of one, but that's fine you got Yeah, four I'm
2: not very good at this I am think I'm going to get zero, but I'm going to try my hardest Question to my brains.
3: two uh, What period is the Tyrannosaurus Rex from, according to Ross? Quite a difficult, like, I, this is not a word you would use.
2: Other I'm going to say, like, 1300 AD. Or no, it's yeah. a
0: word. It's like a period. So Joey goes, Oh, it's the Tyrannosaurus Rex from the Jurassic era. And Ross goes, actually, it's from the...
2: Oh, I know that scene as well, because yeah. he comes across. It's in the flat, aren't they? They're in the flat. It's just after Blue Black Blazer whatever. I'll be
0: honest. It's a word I had to Google to learn how to spell so. it.
2: I mean, come on, guys. It's
0: hard, but the quiz is hard, Ariel. Really. It's, it's not an easy game. <laughs> We're not here to make your life.
2: We're not here to
0: make your life fun or interesting or Uh, easy.
2: Okay, fine. Um, I'm going to say the um, the black hole era. (laughs)
3: Um, it's a good guess.
2: The ice age. It's
3: the Cretaceous period.
2: Ah, yeah, because you can't say it, can you? After yeah, Cretaceous.
0: Question three: Mm -hmm. What is museum worker Teddy's greatest fear? So you know when they're all standing up and they're going, "My name's Rhonda, and these aren't real." real." He's like, my name's Teddy and.
2: I don't have hair. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember things no, like this. You know I what? remember weird things.
0: Yeah, New, York. New York. New York really scares I me. I just moved so here in New York. Oh, really that's so not me memorable. Me. No, I know. Well, no, That's, that's not why. a
2: memorable line. Why are you quizzing me about something that's so throwaway? That's
0: why it's called the attention to detail quiz, Ariel. <sighs> attention. It tests your attention to detail.
2: Well, I mean, I thought you were talking about like, what was Monica wearing in the flat when she was talking about seven? <laughs>
3: <laughs> what was it?
2: blue jumper oh good see that's
3: the sort of thing that we would ask it's just you've been unlucky that that's not one of the questions but this <sighs> is question four what was Phoebe's mum doing when Phoebe arrived she
0: was
2: in the kitchen uh, painting no
0: no. She, so, so there's two answers to this she's doing pottery do you remember
2: oh yes
0: but what, do you remember what she's specifically doing oh
2: she's making vases of vaginas no, um, no. Well, um, yeah, it really? is, isn't it? Yeah, really? vases that look like um, private parts.
3: Yeah, she's glazing her nipples.
0: Yes. Is what she says.
2: You yes. can, you can, that's
3: reasonably well remembered, yeah.
2: I mean, come on. Glazing in pottery of private parts. you got to give me that.
3: Glazing her nipples. Yeah, we'll give you that. We'll give you that. Yes. All right. Question five.
0: What is Frank Jr.'s old dog called?
2: I haven't got a Scooby. Nothing? I will guess. Oh, it's something. Ah. Oh. I can remember now, because I remember thinking that's such a stupid name for a dog. I'm not gonna get it, but I know it's stupid and it's something not like Shaka Khan, no, what is it? <laughs> it's something stupid, like, um, oh God, it's gonna really annoy me this.
0: He just he just references it really briefly and passing.
2: Yeah, when at the end he's yeah. like, Oh my god, I haven't like loved a dog since whatever, and it's like stupid name.
0: My old dog, Chuma.
2: Tumor! That's it. And I was like, what? no, because you know why I remember that? Well, well, I mean, I didn't, didn't remember it. But I remember I was thinking, ooh, like if you made a joke about a tumour in this day and age, that would not right. go down well. Right. Whereas friends did it then. I was like, and I remember that's why it stuck in my head. I was like, ooh, that's a joke that would not be written into any sort of- You say book.
3: stuck in your head. I really hope someone in the world has a pug called Shaka Khan.
2: <laughs> my <laughs> friend has a French bulldog called Shaka Khan. Yeah, really?
3: <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Well, with the point we gave you for-
2: can i i glazed, nearly got tumor ge,
0: glazed genitals no no if no. i nearly got tumor you mean you remembered the scene which yeah. is basically <laughs> the point of the podcast yeah, yeah all right yeah uh ariel thanks so much
2: no thank you and just remember guys the seven points of the female the, the erogenous zones is that it Heroginous?
0: real real good catchphrase you've got there <laughs> <laughs> um thank you
2: thanks guys thanks uh, bye bye <laughs>
0: Hello, we're still here. All like, right. uh, next week, we have the Capital presenter, Will Manning, host of the biggest chart show in the country.
3: Yeah, of course, uh, host of the um, official uh, Big Top 40, but also gives away money each weekday on Capital's Cash Call. Uh, what's the phrase that pays, Will? Mm. It's Capital. Give me the cash. There it is. I just someone wanted to. Someone said that to my face I just at the, the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like I was a human cash machine. <laughs> nope. Not uh, how it works. Sorry. Uh, that was purely self-indulgence. So I just wanted to hear Will say
0: it. So hang on. For, for someone that doesn't listen to Capital, just in case there was one in the room. Uh, you ring
3: them and they have to pick up and say that? Is that the thing? So, do you want me to explain the, so you listen out, we give you a cash track. Okay. When you hear that cash track, you text us for your chance to win. Okay. And every song up until that cash track is now worth £200. Great. So. Um, and how much was it this morning? So seven grand this morning. That's loads of money. Lots of money. But don't ask me personally for the money. It's not how it works. To no. have wads of cash, just in case I see you at the weekend. Well, going to be on the podcast next week. Uh,
0: and the episode he has chosen is. The one with the joke which we will talk about <laughs> extensively next week. Uh, talk about his decision and talk about how we feel about that. But if you'd like to get ahead of uh, the game and watch it in time for next week's podcast,
3: The One With A Joke, Season 6, Episode 12. you excited to go away and watch that, Pete? Uh, yes, I have absolutely no reason to suspect that this episode is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week.